Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com and in this video, I'm going to be interviewing Stephen Summers from Marketplace Superheroes. Now, Stephen is a successful Amazon seller that sold over $4.5 million worth of products, physical products on Amazon internationally, not just in the United States, but all over Europe as well. I'm super excited to be interviewing Stephen today and asking him a little bit about the secrets and strategies that have allowed him to build a very successful multi-million dollar Amazon FBA business. So, Stephen, welcome to today's interview, and I'm super excited for this session. Thank you very much, Stefan. And funnily enough, my name is Stephen, but all of my American buddies say it's Stefan because of my <laughs> spelling. So, <laughs> I'm used to be, we could be Stefan and Stefan in America. <laughs> I, I totally get it the other way around as well. People often think yeah, I'm yeah. Stephen. So. <laughs> all right. Um, there you go. So, I'd love to hear, you know, how did you get started to building online businesses, and how did you get into selling physical products? Yeah, great question. So uh, just to give some context, at the time of recording, I'm 28 years old now. So I started in business when I was in my teens, right? I was trying to build businesses all the time, involved in music and stuff like that, and and never really running like a full-time business, but being quite entrepreneurial. And so fast forward to college, I did two years in... uh, this all has a point, by the way. <laughs> I did two years in college, studied business. I did marketing at nighttime diploma uh, in my third year. And I really got into business in college. I was student of the year in my second year and just really enjoyed it. But when I got to my third year, I thought to myself, you know, like I'm not learning how to become an entrepreneur here. I'm basically learning to become an employee. So at the time, I was trying to still make it with my band. And then at that point, As it does, it ended and that was it. So I was in a position where I was working in a government job at the time. I was a data processor, which is the most boring job under the sun. But I was in, so I was in this place where I was like, what do I do? How do I get this business running? Sure, I've been entrepreneurial, but I've never run a business before that's paid me to eat and pay rent and all those things we do now, right? So um, I went out, as a lot of people do, and started searching how to make money online. And unfortunately, I ended up getting scammed left, right, and center because, you know, all these products, they, they, they promise everything and they didn't deliver a whole lot. And I was buying the cheap products, like the $27 things and all the rest, because at the time, I didn't really have any money. Right. So I was buying and buying and buying and going, okay, how do I start this business? How do I do it? And so after maybe three, four years or more of just constantly running around in circles, trying to get into affiliate marketing, this and that and the other, I just said, you know... I got to find somebody who can help me. So I did. I I went on another search. And after a long time, I'll shorten it down, Stefan. I met a guy called Robert through my aunt. Uh, He was a friend of hers. And he's still my business partner to this day in Marketplace Superheroes, uh, Robert Ricky. 
And so I, I called this guy and said, listen, I want to learn what you do because he had a business selling physical products on Amazon and eBay and places like that at the time in the UK. And so, yeah, he was really cool. He said, you know, come on up and uh, you can spend a week working with me. And so I took a week's vacation, spent a week working with this guy. And within a week, I just saw like a future. I was like, wow, there's real sales here. I see real products in a warehouse moving out the door every day. This is something that I've got to get involved in. And so I went back to work and said, hey, can I take a year off to try this out? They said, no. So I said, right, I'm going to have to quit. Wow. And so I quit my job, moved into my aunt's spare room. I had no money practically and uh, worked for free with this guy for nine months in his warehouse, uh, figuring out how all this stuff works. And the great thing, Stefan, was I could apply my book knowledge now to a physical business that was running. And so Robert, phenomenally intelligent guy, great with numbers, great with products and all that, but he didn't have some of the book knowledge that I brought. So we sort of joined forces and we came up with this whole new way of looking at running an Amazon-based business. And you know, six years later now, we've, we've done millions of revenue uh, and it's just worked really well for us. That's amazing. Um, it's pretty inspirational. And I think one common thing you mentioned, I, I noticed for myself and many other people as well, is oftentimes people initially when they want to start a business or they want to find a way to make money online, they try to do it on their own, right? Sure. So they're searching on Google, they're trying to learn from blogs and forums yeah. and you know, trying to piece together everything. And I found that and from your experience as well, that's so frustrating because you know, you're, you're trying to combine, you don't have the step-by-step structure, so you're trying to combine all these different things and, yeah. and there's so many gaps along the way. And it, it sounds like not until you finally realize, I need to find a mentor. I need to find yes. you know, somebody that's done it, someone that's proven, someone that can hold my hand, walk me through the steps. Uh, so that's pretty amazing. So I guess my next question is, and you kind of already shared a little bit, but what kind of success and, and results have you been able to accomplish from yeah. selling physical products, and what's what's the primary business model? Is it selling on Amazon, or yeah. I, I understand you guys sell internationally as well. Yeah, sure, I'd love to answer that. So, uh, in terms of results, now I'm doing this six years, my sixth year at the moment. Uh, we've done actually at this point be closer on six million dollars now in revenue. At this point, uh, we actually sell on Amazon in seven countries. So we sell in the U.S., Canada, which is only a small market, unfortunately, uh, the U.K., Germany, France, Italy, and Spain. And uh, we started selling in Europe really early on in my career, maybe a year, year and a half into my experience of actually being online. So we're selling in Europe a long, long time now. And, you know, our European account is so old, we actually had to set up an, an account in every country. Uh, which, you know, nowadays with Amazon, we'll talk about it more in this presentation, or presentation, is interview, uh, we'll talk about the EFN, a thing called the European Fulfillment Network, which makes it so easy to sell in Europe now. So doing about six years, about $6 million, uh, run multiple companies now. Uh, I've got two seven-figure businesses, you know, things like, like Marketplace Superheroes, which we'll, we'll touch on later. Uh, we run warehousing services and all this kind of stuff. So lots of businesses now, um, lots of experiences now in six years. Just uh, You know yourself, Stefan, you know, life can change very quickly once you find the right people, the right strategies. But I think the big thing, which I'm sure you resonate with, is actually the mindset how we think about things, because I know from the time I started to now, my yeah. brain is completely, yeah. completely different. That's awesome. And you, you live in Ireland, is that right? 
Yeah, I live in Ireland. Okay. Um, yeah, but I travel. I'm in the U.S. all like this year alone. I've been there like six or seven times already. Right. Uh, we speak at events all over there. So I, I still live in Ireland, though. Yes. Okay, great. Now the reason why I ask, a lot of people, I guess, when they get started selling on Amazon, most of uh, the, the general philosophy is you want to start on Amazon.com, the U.S. market. That's the biggest sure. market. But I have a lot of people. I, I live in Canada, and Amazon's yeah. not as big there. Um, and there's a lot of people on the YouTube channel, people on the podcast that have been listening, they live in Europe. And, yes. and, you know, oftentimes people think, well, can I start in the UK? Can I start somewhere in Europe instead? So what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Do you need to start in the US or could you just start, you know, based on where you live or mm-hmm. does that really matter? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think there's a few different schools of thought. I think the reality is, though, overall, it doesn't really matter. Um, but that said, you know, the U.S. now is a great marketplace still. Uh, we still have a great business there, and a lot of people start there. But as you, I'm sure you know, Stefan, you know, the U.S. has become more and more competitive now, despite the fact there's still plenty of opportunity. I mean, you know, like 10% of all retail sales are only made online in the U.S. So there's 90% still made offline, which says there's still a lot of room for growth. But of the growth that's currently available, certainly uh, the U.S. is more competitive, no question about it, still a massive opportunity. But when it comes to Europe, this is the thing um, I want to get across early on here, is that we have two things. We've got what's called the EFN and the Unified European Amazon account. So all that means is the Unified account has five countries that sit in one account. So kind of like in the U.S. now, we have the North American Unified Account, which has the U.S., it has Canada, it has Mexico, Austin in one account. In Europe, we've got five countries in one. And the really powerful thing about this is you can actually send all your stock to one centralized location in Europe, in one of those countries, and Amazon will actually allow you to translate your listings, get them onto each of those different countries, and then they will send your products individually to, uh, to your customers right. from one location. Wow. Really powerful. So when you say, like, should I start in Europe or should I start in the U.S., we would say start in both because uh, right. that's what we, we teach people to do. Uh, but if you're, like, say it's your first business, you're like, well, I don't want to you know, necessarily put everything in or, or whatever mental framework you might have around that, I would say if you live in Europe, start in Europe. If you live in the U.S., sure, start in the U.S. But the, the beautiful thing is, and it's a great book, actually, called The Entrepreneur Revolution by Daniel Priestley. He talks about something that called the um, GSB. I always get that wrong. It's called a global small business. And this is the, the what we have the opportunity to do now. Is, as you know, Stefan, we both run global businesses now, uh, be it in our Amazon. I run a global business there, and I'm sure you're moving that way. And you run a global business with Project Life Mastery. You know, I've got global businesses. We teach people stuff all over the world. And so that's what we want to take advantage of now. We don't have to confine ourselves to one country because it's so possible now to do this globally and that's what i think is so exciting that's awesome so that's pretty amazing so if you want to sell in the u.s you're, you're talking about the accounts the amazon seller central accounts is that right yes that's yeah, exactly so, right yeah so in the u.s you set up your amazon seller central from that account you can sell in mexico as well i believe and they yeah. do all the fulfillment for you but you're saying to sell in europe that there's one primary i guess fulfillment center that you can set up with a, yeah. another with your other seller central account and then yes. you can basically sell in the uk germany they're going to ship to all the other countries in europe yeah so exactly right so you set up a european account 
And then what happens is you send all your stock to one country. And what happens then is that uh, someone from Germany buys, uh, let's just say your stock's sitting in, take a random one. It's all sitting in Spain, right, for whatever reason. So then uh, your German customer buys, they get it from your Spanish inventory, ship it to Germany, France, ship it to, uh, to France and so on and so right, forth. Right. Uh, now, there are a few things you've got to be aware of, and we, we cover a lot of this in our trainings, but one of them being, um, and we won't get it too far into it today, Stefan, because it's a long conversation, yeah. but one big tip I give for people today is uh, don't go into Europe with an LLC, uh, that being a limited liability corporation in the US or any non-EU entity. And the reason we don't do that, it's a taxation reason. So whenever you sell in Europe, in Canada, it's called a GST. Is that GST? Yeah, GST, yeah. Yeah, and in the US, we have sales tax. Yeah. So in Europe, we have VAT. And so if you come in as a non-EU company, the problem is you're going to have to charge that sales tax straight away. It's generally 20%. Um, but the problem is, is that if you come in and you sell to a Spanish customer, you actually have to register for Spanish VAT right. immediately. Uh, French customer, France, Austria, Germany. So there is another way to do it, which we do train. It's, it's, it takes a while to get through it all, but there's a way around that is what I want to tell people. So fear not. But uh, that's a big tip. I know a lot of people who've come into Europe with an LLC. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and also to be clear, is your business model, is it primarily private labeling products? Is that what yes. you guys focus on and teach? Absolutely, yeah. We've done everything. You know, We've done buying in bulk from guys who have branded items and selling them online. Uh, we've done buy from AliExpress and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but we import our products primarily from China. And we brand all our own items ourselves. And the reason, Stefan, behind that is, is just that's where the margins are to make real money in this business. Uh, some people do things like retail arbitrage where they go to Walmart and they find something and then they buy it lower, sell higher on Amazon. And, you know, those business models work. You can make money doing that. But the problem is, is that uh, we have a very simple philosophy I'm going to share with you. And this is worth a fortune, this one sentence, but I'm going to give it to you. And you're going to probably go, this is the simplest sentence in the world, Stephen, but I'll give it to you. And that is, we want to sell simple products over and over again at ever-decreasing costs with what we call a network effect. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So simply, it means simple products. We don't want to sell like really sexy items that are like, you know, flying off the shelves and they're ultra competitive. We don't want to do that. Simple. Then we want to sell them over and over again. So we want to sell them to multiple customers in multiple countries, which we can do now pretty simply. Um, We want to do that... um, so simple product into uh, over and over again, ever decreasing costs, meaning that as we start to import more products, right, we come in via sea shipments, not air freight all the time, right. as a lot of people do, they fly things in over the air. We want to bring it over sea shipment over time, and that allows us to decrease our cost per unit, which means we make more and more and more money. And then with the network effect, we want to protect our product in some way. We do that by branding our products. And there's lots more of that. But that's the simple way we look at it. That one sentence in any business, actually, will make you a lot of money. That's awesome. And, and by the way, for those that are watching this right now, um, Stevens agreed to do a webinar where he's going to go into more specifics as well, sharing some of his actual model and strategies. And uh, we're going to share more of that a little bit later on this call. But for now, I will mention there will be a link in the description. You guys can go there and sign up for the webinar. Um, Or you can go to uh, MarketplaceSuperheroes.com slash Project Life Mastery. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, go to MarketplaceSuperheroes.com slash Project Life Mastery. There will be a lot more information there for you guys. Um, Awesome. So 
oftentimes a lot of people, I guess, one barrier the barrier they have is they think, okay, how do I how do I get started and how do I find a potential product to sell? Um, yeah. And I know you guys, as you mentioned, you focus on the more narrow niche products rather than the more competitive ones. Do you have yeah. any tips on finding potential products that they can private label and sell? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm going to give you the, uh, the the way to think about it, actually. Uh, we're not going to get too specific, but if I give you the way to think about it, you'll understand. When you understand, you can make things happen. That's how I always have learned. So we have four-stage process we go through, Marketplace Superheroes, to find these kinds of products. And the first stage is, it's called a 4S product gauntlet, by the way, because there's four S's. Right? So the first S is what we call search. So we're going out into the Amazon marketplace. We go into, say, shop by department on the Amazon.com homepage, and we go down, we find categories we can sell in. So let's just say, for example, we're in patio, lawn, and garden, just as an arbitrary example. So we go in there and we say, okay, let's first look at the top 100. Now, we're never generally going to find a product we can sell there, but it gives us an idea of what the market is doing, what's going on, okay? So we go in there, we start looking down, and we say, okay, can I actually sell these items? Meaning, is it hazardous? Is it glass? Is it delicate? Has it got sharp edges? And we have a whole big checklist we go through first, and that just tells us, can we actually sell it? So once we see, yeah, we can, we start building a list up of all these different products in the top 100 and beyond the top 100 that we find. So then we go into the next stage, what we call shortlist. So we go into products and we say, okay, how many reviews have they got? Have they got like thousands of reviews? How many listings are available? Are there just tons and tons of listings that all look the exact same with no difference whatsoever? We look at things like the reviews and we start to see, okay, can I find opportunities in the reviews for making a different kind of product or, or something that's better than what everybody else is doing? In the third stage, when we start narrowing down from there, and we, we have software we use for all this kind of stuff, then the third stage we call short, uh, we call it now, so we've got shortlist, and we've got uh, select, and my brain is really bad today. <laughs> so select stage, we start to say, okay, so we know we can sell them, we've got rid of lots of items in the second stage where, okay, there are too many reviews, too many listings, uh, this is too big a brand, we just can't compete, and we kind of are narrowing down and we say, right, let's start looking for some suppliers now, let's go to places like Alibaba and let's find people we can speak to and get an idea of what we call FOB cost, it's the free onboard cost, the raw cost from your supplier. So we get a feel for that and we start to figure out our profitability. We look at the dimensions of the product, how heavy is the product, and we start to figure out, okay, how profitable is this going to be based on what's already selling in the market. So we get a feel for that. And uh, again, we, we have calculations we run. We, we build a software for it because we used to have spreadsheet after spreadsheet to do all this stuff. So in the last stage then, we do um, really what's called a source stage where we know we can sell it, we know it makes sense, we know it's really profitable, now how can we afford it? Because we're going to have lots of different products we can sell at that point and we're going to generally have a couple of suppliers per product. And that's really what we do. And we go into more detail whenever we, we do our trainings and stuff. But if you do that, what it does is it de-risks yourself as you go through a process. Because most people, what they do is they say, if it's sub 100 BSR, bestseller rank in a category, if it's got uh, 30 listings or whatever, I can sell it because everybody, what they do is they have this mental framework of I'm going to drive tons of traffic to my product through Facebook, through whatever. We don't do that. Stefan, it's hard to believe, but we've never driven a social ad to any of our Amazon products. We only use Amazon's PPC, pay-per-click system, nothing else. And if you look at companies like Google, right? 
multi multi billion dollar company, their hiring process is a bit like our product research process. Because what they say is, we spend all our time in the hiring stage because most companies spend their time in the training stage because they don't get their hiring correct. So we spend all our time getting those front end products correct, and then that allows us to not necessarily even have to buy any traffic outside of Amazon. So that's that's, that's awesome. how we do it. So basically, you guys spend extra amount of time doing all the research, and I think that yes. that's really the most important phase because yes. if you pick a product that's not in demand, there's no potential for, no one's buying. It doesn't exactly. matter what marketing that you do, you know, no one's going to buy it. So that's exactly really cool. right. That, that's awesome. Um, what kind of yeah. profit margins do you typically aim for with products that you're going to sell? Yeah, so what we look to do is uh, we have two calculations, but they're the same thing. Uh, they, they're, they're the same result. So we have a thing that we call profit on investment, which is kind of like return on investment, but it's not exactly the same. And we have them what we call profit on return. So profit on investment, what that means is it is the, the profit we're making on our original percentage. So we look for 100%. So if we buy something for five bucks, we want to have $10 back net profit after everything is paid, all the Amazon fees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to double our money, basically, at least. Now, some people, they can do more than double their money. Some people talk about crazy profit percentages, but that's what we look to do. If somebody tells you they're doing a profit on investment of like 30 to 40%, run a million miles away from it because the effort is not worth it because you've got to bring it in from China to do all this work. You've got to be at least doubling your money. The second thing is then it's going to get you the same result basically. It's called profit on return. It's basically the profit figure expressed as a percentage of the sales price. So I'll give you an example. We sell something for 20 bucks. We want a 30% POR, profit on return, which means that the $20 turns into $6 net profit. That's, that's what we look for. The $6, it'll be the exact same as the POI figure. It just, you know, it's the same thing. So that's what we'd want to do. We want to double our money is probably the best way to look at it, Stefan. Awesome. One question that I get all the time from people is how much money do I need to get started? Because I think a lot of people have this conception that they've got to have this big inventory to get started and they're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, great question. I'm going to give you uh, two answers if that's okay. Uh, The first one I'm going to give you uh, is something we call a rule of five. And it's the rule of five It shows you you don't need tens upon thousands of products to make money at this. Uh, What we say you need is five products selling in five countries. Now, we do international, but, you know, don't get freaked out. It's simpler than you think. And we do five units sold per product per day per country at an average net profit of $5. Now, now it's it's like if you're making six bucks, is it no? Of course not. We want to sell it. It's not like it has to be $5. And that's just giving you a a mental framework again, a structure in your brain of how you can think about it. But if you did that, you would five products selling in five countries, selling five units a day per product per country. You're making five bucks a unit. Over 30 days, Stefan, that net profit would actually equate to $18,750, right? Over a year, that's $225,000 net profit. Now, that's not like, oh, I have to pay more of that. That's actual money into your hands with five products because it gives us what we call this multiplication. That's something we only teach. We're the only people out there doing it. And it's this multiplication effect from multiple countries. That's what we get. And that's why, you know, we don't have to spend all our time, you know, driving traffic to our stuff because we just launch it on multiple countries. And with Europe now, it's just a huge opportunity because it's nowhere near as competitive as the US. Now, to answer your other, so that's one part of it. The second part then, in terms of how much money you need, I would suggest, uh, 
first of all, some people might say you can get started on like a hundred bucks, and I'd say you can't, you just can't, right? Because if you think about it, let's say something costs you five dollars. Let's just say, keep our mathematics real simple. It's delivered and all. It's five bucks. Well, if you have a hundred dollars there, you can only bring in twenty units, assuming our delivery and all is included in that, right? So and that's never gonna happen. But let's just say it did. Well, if we twenty units of something and we sell two units one day, we don't sell anything for three days. We sell five units another day. Sell nothing for two days. One unit. Sell nothing two units or whatever. What does that really tell us? Like it doesn't tell us very much. So we need more units to be able to actually put into the market to see, you know, is this going to fly? Can I get a feel for what we would call a run rate? So how many units can I sell in a two-week period? And we do two-week periods because that's how much Amazon pays. But anyway, I'm getting bogged down. The point is, I think if you can start with between one to three thousand dollars, somewhere in there to get started, that's a good figure to be at because you're going to be able to bring in one, maybe two or more more products. You're going to be able to bring in a significant number of units so that it'll actually tell you what the potential of the product is like. And, you know, some people might then say, like, the next question is, okay, well, whoa, what happens if I'm stuck with um, units? I'm going to give you two more answers to that. So the first one is this, right? If you're doubling your money, as we would do in our products, we're making 100% profit. Well, the chances of us being stuck with something after all the research we do is limited, okay? Now, the worst case scenario we always tell our sellers is that you have to bomb the thing out on eBay or whatever at a cost price just to get rid of the thing. You're not going to make any money, but you're not going to lose any money at the same time. And when you have a structured research process like what we have, along with the fact you've done your mathematics correctly, you're not in a position where you're going to lose money as such. At the same time, this is another thing, and I'm sure, Stefan, you really can um, resonate with this because I certainly whenever I was figuring it out when I first invested in a product I was terrified beyond belief like oh my god I just spent spent $2,000 or whatever right it's gone I'm never coming back ever again but here's the thing you got to move from now to becoming somebody who invests and you're used to spending all your more life on clothes on fuel on food and these are the purchases of survival right Whereas we're moving into a situation where we're able to double or more our original investment. And uh, the reality is when you're doing that, you're going to get back a multiple of what you put in. You're not going to lose money. You're gaining money when you do your work correctly. So that's just another thing I want you to think about. That's awesome. So basically if you order a thousand units of something and yeah. for whatever reason, you know, you need to clear your inventory, you're saying yeah. that you can just sell it off at you know, break even on your costs, so that yeah. way at least mitigates the risk. Yeah, worst case scenario, you just break even. But, you know, with the amount of research that we put our people right. through, generally speaking, they don't get it wrong. And I would say our hit rate for ourselves is probably about 7 out of 10. And yeah. the three that didn't do so well, one of them was like, yeah, it's selling a bit slow, but it'll sell out. It's just a bit slow. And the other two, maybe they're just, look, they're okay. We'll, we'll make some money. And one, maybe we break even or something, right? But generally speaking, we don't blow things out on eBay. I don't remember the last time we, we did that. Because here's the thing as well. If you're doubling your original investment, right? Some people get greedy and they want to like 10x their investment and all this. And that's possible over time whenever you get a sales velocity going in multiple countries because it's called a flip time, the time it takes to sell something out. The more you can reduce that down, the more money you make, right? And that's made possible by multiple countries and you get the product selling in multiple countries. But the thing I would say to you is that if you can just double your money on a product, you can turn 
$1,000 into $2,000 in 12 months. There's not many investments you can double your money in 12 months in that I can think of offhand, really. Like, I mean, the stock market, yeah. maybe, but there's, you know, you can't control anything. Here we control more of the variables, so I would prefer, I prefer to be a little more in control. <laughs> awesome. And do you guys have a certain process you go through to launch your products? Like a lot of people, for example, they do giveaways, yeah. uh, you know, to help you know, yeah. get a bit, bit of a boost on Amazon. You guys do anything like that? Yeah, we actually don't. Um, you know, it's so funny. We're involved in a lot of masterminds, uh, really high level masterminds with Amazon sellers. And they're just, they're just like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we always tell them, we spend a lot of time in research. We right. don't do giveaways. We've never done it before. We've never done a social ad in our lives before. Um, you know, and the reason we don't do it is not that it's like, oh, we just wouldn't do that. But one some of those things are becoming a little bit iffy with the Amazon terms of service for inf- you know, artificially inflating sales ranks and stuff like that. That's one thing. But another thing is like if you give something away, right, 70% off or whatever, you're going to make it's profitless exercise for a start. Your hope is, is that at the end of giving it all away, you're going to have built such sales velocity that you're now going to start making profit. But all you've really proven at 70% off is you can give something away uh, for 30%. And so it's easy, easy, easy to give stuff away. Uh, but what's more challenging is to sell something at a profit. So for us, like we don't like the giveaway strategy because again, if you're investing money out and then you're giving it away, and you're making no money, it's very much a barrier to entry to actually make any money doing that. So we spend more time in research. I'm certainly not saying it's wrong. If that's working for you, excellent but the way we do it and the way we teach our students we, we don't use giveaways or anything like that but we do use the amazon ppc that's really cheap clicks it's great and it makes us quite a lot of money it's not going to change anybody's life but it's certainly worth doing right and, and from what i understand you also don't do much to get reviews either right no. that's another uh, <laughs> thing that every seller on amazon they always want to know how do i get more reviews yeah they're you know primarily focused on that so yeah sure like I, like I know a lot of different guys I mean we speak all over the place now and um, spoken to a lot of companies who would say you know look be honest after the first 25 reviews it's marginal the increase uh, but here's what I would say certain categories like the beauty category and places like that I think reviews are important and the reason I think they're important there is because a lot of times the products are the exact same there's not very many key differentiating factors so then people look at it and they go okay well if these are all saying the same thing the benefits are all the same what do I go on well I got to go on reviews here because that's going to tell me what's better in the eyes of social proof uh, but in the in the products we sell, Stefan, we don't have a big requirement for reviews. They're very functional. They're very storage orientated, and so we're not like that concerned about that particular that particular thing. And also, I'll be honest, like we've got products that have like 300 organic reviews now, and really, I two things. One, there's no way I can tie. Uh, more reviews there to increase sales because it could have just happened over time it got more history I can't see what was the variable and people will say well I mean you do a seller poll or sorry a buyer poll buyers will say 90% of buyers will say reviews help me make a purchase like what buyer is going to say reviews don't help me make a purchase like nobody but I don't think they're as important as people make it out to be. I think it's great if you get a lot of reviews. But, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, do they have they changed our business? I mean, we, we have more organically. I would say products don't sell marginally that much more. So maybe it's just the kinds of products we sell and our, and our, our people we train sell. But I just haven't seen it, so we just don't do it. 
That's awesome. So it, it sounds like the core of what makes you guys different and what you guys focus on, as you said, is the research and just picking the right products because yeah. by spending that extra amount of time there, they're just going to have a much smoother, seamless, faster path. Um, whereas somebody that might pick a product and not spend as much time on the research, yeah. then in that case, you're going to have to do the giveaways and reviews and, and a lot of marketing to go along Absolutely. with that. So there's yeah, almost like there's two different yeah. approaches. You yeah, two different philosophies here, and you guys have yes. something that's pretty unique. Yeah, and I think as well as a few things, I never would say anybody's wrong because you know the reality is that our process works. Uh, we did a, a expert poll recently. You know, we were on there with people like uh, Scott Volker, Andy Slamans, uh, you know, Brad DeGraw, really good Amazon guys, and you know. Every one of us have a different approach to our Amazon business. Every one of us are successful. So I don't think there's any one way to do this business. I think that there's different philosophies. Um, I think our way is great. It works really well for us and the people that we've been uh, we've been serving. So I, I love it. Um, I'm not going to say anybody's wrong, though, because, you know, if it works for you, that's great. Uh, what, what else was I going to say on that? I had something to say. I'm trying to think what it was now. It slipped my mind. There's um, reviews. I can't remember. Oh, sorry. Well, I want to wrap up pretty soon and, and maybe have you tell us a little bit about your marketplace superheroes. But before sure. we do, um, you know, what what advice would you give to someone that's just maybe brand new? You know, someone that yeah. maybe right now has a job or maybe they're going to school. You know, similar yeah. to how we were years ago. Yeah. And they're in that position where they're struggling and they're looking at Amazon e-commerce as an opportunity to build a business. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned before there's a lot of fear during that time and you sure. don't know, okay, what do I invest in? And, you know, I've been there, you've been there. So what advice yes. do you have for someone maybe that's just brand new um, to get started in a business like this and make that change in their yeah. life? I, yeah, great question. I, I'd say a few things. I think the first thing is that it's important to understand what you're doing because, you know, if you're in, say, affiliate marketing or something like that, I mean, there's a lot of money in affiliate marketing. Like, I make money at that now as well. Uh, but the thing about things like affiliate marketing and all those, the reason they're kind of sexy to people is because, you know, there's a perceived low barrier to entry. But actually in affiliate marketing, and I know you make you do very well from that as well, Stefan, you know, you actually need to have certain things in place to really become a force in that. Like, you need to have an email list. You need to have a, a following. People need to trust you. It's not... I'll just wake up tomorrow and become a millionaire, right? As people would love to say that, but yeah. Yeah, and it's easy to sell that, but you know that's not the reality. So the first thing I would say is you got to have education. You got to understand what you're doing because in this business you're buying real assets, real physical, tangible things. So know what you're doing. Understand the calculations behind what you're doing because I would just not want anybody starting out with a low budget to put all their money into something that's not going to work for them. So that's the first thing. I would also test. With smaller trial orders, don't get involved in like a thousand, two thousand units or something. It does depend on the cost price for sure, but try and keep your, you know, your thing to a couple hundred units or a hundred units or whatever you can do. Um, you know, again, it, it, there's a lot of different variables here, so I can't give you this is exactly what you must do. But that's what I would suggest: keep your your order low. Uh, another thing I would also suggest is do what I did. You know, if you can get some education, you can learn a bit. Go and try and find people out there who are doing this business, who are actually running it now. And, you know, once you've got some education, you've got value now. Maybe these people, like I know lots of people run their Amazon businesses. They don't actually understand the numbers behind the business. So you, t you come on, you learn from someone like ourselves, like Robert, outstanding when it comes to numbers. You could go to a business like that and say, listen, 
I understand the numbers. Can I take a look at your business? No charge whatsoever. Let me see what's going on here. Let me see if I can find some optimizations for you. It's another way you could go. So, I mean, again, there's a million ways of doing things, but if you're just starting out, if you have a really low budget, get education first, and then if you really, really have no money, I would suggest once you have some education, try and learn on somebody else's dime, be of value to somebody, and then you'll start to earn some money doing that, and then you can invest. I mean, we have got a guy who works with us now, Stefan, a phenomenal guy who's actually going to be running our Amazon business going forward now. He came to us uh, doing our course. And then he emailed me one day and said, listen, I want to be mentored and this and that. And, you know, I, we didn't redo really mentoring at the time. And so I said, look, I'll tell you what, um, come and work for us. Do some customer support for us. Help us out. Learn the business. I'll pay you something every month. I started not paying him anything, actually, like I had to do. And then over time, he just became so valuable. He was learning, learning, learning. Um, and he's now going to be managing our Amazon business going forward. So maybe that's a different answer to what you expected, but that's what I would suggest if you have a really low budget. That's awesome. It just comes down to committing yourself, being resourceful, being creative, and yeah. sure enough, if you do, you can, you can find a way to get in the game and, and get no started. Doubt. That's awesome. Yeah, as Tony Robbins says, you know, there's no lack of resources, just yeah. a lack of being resourceful. Awesome. So yeah. you created an amazing training program, you and your partner, called Marketplace Superheroes. Yeah. And I just started going through it really amazing stuff. Um, and, uh, a lot of people always ask me, you know, what courses and products do I recommend? Sure. And, uh, do you want to maybe share a little bit about that program and then also what's yeah. coming up on this webinar that we're going to be doing yeah. together coming up soon? I, I'd love to do that. Yeah, sure. So look, Marketplace Superheroes, what it does is it teaches you how to find products, how to source products, how to import those products and sell them profitably internationally on Amazon. Okay, and you can you can go past Amazon over time. There's no law to say you can because you can. Once you once you do your homework correctly, you can. But the idea is to teach people exactly how to build a five to seven figure business on Amazon doing this, and we do it globally. That's one of the the big things that we do that nobody else does. And even if you're starting on a relatively small budget, you can still do this globally. Okay, so that's what the the course is about. And we we bring you from. I have no idea how to find a product. And we show you literally over the shoulder, here's how to do it. And then we move on to, okay, now I've got my product. What do we do? Okay, here's how to brand it. Here's now how to import it profitably, not you know fall into all these traps people do. From there then, we get your Amazon account set up. That's another big difference, Stefan. We don't set your Amazon account up in module one. You got nothing to sell. Why, why do you need an Amazon account? Let's get your product in first. Let's learn the business. Get it imported. Set up your Amazon account get you selling, optimize your listings. I mean, our listings, not all of them, but in categories like the home categories, a lot of our products convert over 30%. That means three out of 10 people that come onto our listing actually buy our product, which is very, very, very high. And we have a specific process around that, which we teach. And then we go on from there into, okay, how do I make this global now? How do I expand this thing? How do I get into Europe? Or, or vice versa, if you're starting in Europe, you want to go to the US. It doesn't really matter. It's a similar process either way. So that's exactly what you learn. And then in Europe, we go into, you know, how to set up a European entity. We actually teach you how to save $15,000 in your first year alone uh, through learning about tax and understanding what the hell you're doing. Uh, and again, that's just an example, Stefan, of your knowledge is power, right? That's what we... So then from there, expand, manage, learn how to bring in more products, when to take money from the business. And so it's a complete system from start to, to finish. And even if you're already selling on Amazon... You know, the beauty is you implement our international section. We go into Europe, 
you can double or treble your business. You know, we, we actually have uh, guys, Hamish and Tim uh, from New Zealand. They were doing really well in the U.S. I think they were doing 50 or I don't know what, how much it was per month. I can't even remember now. But they now do more in Europe than they did in the U.S., I believe, monthly. And that comes down to the fact that they've moved into these new marketplaces that you know are largely untapped. And that's the thing about it. It's a huge opportunity right now. That's awesome, man. As I said, I started going through it. Really amazing stuff. I'm learning a lot from you, so I'm really grateful uh, to come across you and uh, for you sharing your wisdom and your, no- your knowledge and your experience as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I guess we'll wrap up. Um, you know, we got yep. that webinar coming up. It's a free webinar, and yep. you guys can find out more about that just by going to marketplace-superheroes.com/slash-project-life-mastery. I have a link below as well. Do you want to maybe share a little bit about what you're going to be covering on that webinar? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, so what we're going to cover on the webinar is it's, it's called How to Start and Scale an International Amazon Business from Scratch. And we also actually show you, you know, how to actually build a, what we call a six-figure income. I know it's a little bit cliched, six-figure, but truly, this is a six-figure income you can build with this business model through what we talked about earlier on called the Rule of Five. And we go into that Rule of Five in more detail and we show you how it works. Uh, from there, then, we actually talk about, you know, what are the daily activities I should do to get this business started? How do I get this thing going like from scratch? Uh, we then go into, okay, I kind of get what's going on here. How do I multiply this business now? Let's say if I'm starting, how do I go global? If I'm already selling, how do I go global? And we talk about Europe. And we talk about the opportunity because, you know, Stefan, the thing to realize, right, is that um, in the U.S., it's a $16 trillion economy. It's a big economy. Europe's economy is actually $18 trillion. Now, there's more countries and there's more population there. And some might say, well, you know, the U.S. actually is better. But I would say, well, the U.S. likes to spend a lot of money, which is great. That's why we love the U.S. clients. But at the same time, it's a bigger, uh, it's a bigger economy. But also at the same time, there's more population. There's actually 700 million people in Europe as a whole. And there's 500 million people in the EU as a whole. So Europe and the EU are slightly different. But just to say that the European markets are what is growing right now on Amazon. Uh, No, there's five. There's UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain. But Poland and Czech Republic are just being added at the moment. And I'm telling you now, this is the way to go. Amazon, if you already got an Amazon business, they're mailing you every day talking about Europe. But uh, they don't tell you a lot of the stuff that, you know, you need to know, like business structure and that kind of thing. And we'll cover all of that on the call. It's well, I would say it's a really, really packed webinar. I mean, there's pure value. And I just think that, you know, no matter if you're starting out or you're already going, you got to get on because we're going to cover so many things that will revolutionize your life. Like this business literally changed my life and continues to do so. It's a great business. I literally don't have to work in it anymore and it runs every single day. So, you know, I, I just can't speak highly enough about it. And I just look forward to seeing everybody on the call. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well. And again, if you guys want to join the free webinar, go to marketplace-superheroes.com slash projectlifemastery. It's an exclusive webinar just for subscribers that are joining us here on YouTube or on the podcast. Um, but Stephen, I want to thank you immensely for this. I learned a lot. I think this will benefit a lot of people that are just getting started or people that right. already even have an Amazon business, but yeah. you've given us a lot of different things and strategies to think about on how to grow our business and expand even further. So Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for this. Look, it was my pleasure, Stefan. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to doing the webinar with you. So uh, thanks a million. Awesome. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.